بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد وعن ابي هريره رضي الله تعالى عنه ان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ما نقصت صدقه من مال وما زاد الله عبدا بعفو الا عزا وما تواضع احد لله الا رفعه الله عز وجل رواه مسلم Abu Huraira radiyallahu ta'ala narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said the wealth of no person was diminished through sadaqah, through charity, through spending in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And no person forgave another person except that thereby Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevated the one who forgave. وَمَا تَوَاضَ أَحَدٌ لِلَّهِ إِلَّا رَفَعُهُ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلُ And no person adopted humility for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala venerated and honored the one who humbled himself for Allah's sake. As we mentioned in this hadith, three very sublime qualities we are exhorted to adopt. The first we discussed quite a bit in length that of generosity, spending in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, particularly in the light of the fact that the beloved and the blessed month of Ramadan is almost dawning upon us. We should be hard on ourselves and increase our level of generosity, spending on the poor, with this firm conviction in the heart that by spending our wealth will not diminish but in fact increase. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's promise will definitely be fulfilled. The second aspect of this hadith, as I mentioned also very, very important, is that of forgiveness. To not harbor rancor, hatred. In other words, to let go of the baggage in the heart. There's one ajib dua of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sought protection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the words of the dua min ghaydhi qalbi. This word ghaydh, if you have to translate it literally, it will mean like the gas, the gas of the heart. What it refers to is the anger of the heart. Allah Ta'ala in the Qur'an when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of the muttaqeen, the people of taqwa, Allah Ta'ala says, Sari'u ila maghfiratim min rabbikum wa jannah, adhuha samawatu wal ard, u'iddat lil muttaqeen. Allah says, hasten, outdo one another, compete with one another to, towards the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and towards jannah, towards paradise. And then Allah says, "Uiddat lil muttaqin." Jannah has been prepared for the people of taqwa. And who are the people of taqwa? Alladina yunfiquna fi sarrai wa dzarra. They are those who spend in ease and in adversity. Wal kaadimin al ghayf. And they drink up and they swallow up their anger. And this, unfortunately, is something that we are noticing increasingly has become very difficult for us to swallow our anger, to let things go. We tend to carry a lot of baggage with us in the heart. Upset, full of hatred, full of the desire to get revenge. 
so-and-so did this to me, or he said that to me, or perceived slights of the next person. And the fact of the matter is that most of the time, the one who gets hurt is ourselves. And this is why Rasulullah sought protection from Allah. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min ghaydi qalbi. O Allah, I seek your protection from the anger of the heart. Because when you carry baggage in your heart, you are the one that are upset all the time. Your blood pressure gets affected. You are getting depressed. Very rarely that anger and that baggage that you carry in the heart is going to affect the next person. So it is in your own interest to let things go. And this is what we are encouraged in this hadith. If a person oppresses you, if a person oppresses you, either, ulama explained, fi malik, o badanik, o fi ahlik, o fi haqqim in hukukik. When a person oppresses you, it will either be oppression, something to do with your wealth, or sometimes your family, or sometimes your physical self, or any of the hukuk and rights which you enjoy. As human beings, between each other, you enjoy certain rights. Rights, so far as your dignity should be protected by the next Muslim. Physically, he should not harm you, he should not harm your family, he should not transgress upon any of your other rights. Now, if a person oppresses you, he has harmed you in some way. Then human nature is such that we tend to demand revenge. We want some form of recompense for the wrong that was done to us. And technically speaking, to exact revenge, to retrieve the right that was taken against you, to get some sort of remuneration for the wrong that was done to you, technically is permissible. Allah Ta'ala says in the Qur'an, فَمَنْ يَعْتَدَى عَلَيْكُمْ فَاعْتَدُوا عَلَيْهِ بِمِثْلِ مَا عَتَدَى عَلَيْكُمْ فَمَنْ يَعْتَدَى عَلَيْكُمْ Someone has transgressed against you, فَاعْتَدُوا عَلَيْهِ Then you may take steps against him, but بِمِثْلِ مَا عَتَدَى عَلَيْكُمْ To the extent that he has wronged you. وَإِنْ عَاقَبَتُمْ فَعَاقِبُوا بِمِثْلِ مَا عُقِبْتُمْ بِهِ Allah Ta'ala says, when you exact revenge, then exact revenge to the extent of the slight that was done to you. وَإِنْ عَاقَبْتُمْ فَعَاقِبُوا بِمِثْلِ مَا عُوْقِبْتُمْ بِهِ وَلَئِنْ صَبَرْتُمْ لَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لِلصَّابِرِينَ So you've got two options. One is, you can take steps to retrieve the wrong that was done to you. Technically, like I mentioned, in Shariat, this is permissible. But, to the extent that the wrong was done to you, not more than that. And more often than not, we find that when somebody has slighted us or done some wrong to us, then we become upset, we become angry, we want revenge. And if it's a weak person, person of not much standing, person we've got some sort of authority and power over, then we tend to exact our revenge. But... A lot of times it exceeds the wrong. We take back more than what he gave us. So what happens is that first you were the oppressed one, now you become the oppressor. So that in other words, in the eyes of Allah and His Rasul you have ended up in a worse situation. So as we mentioned, if a person wants to get back or retrieve his right to the extent that he was wrong, technically that is permissible. But he has another option, and that is the option that is mentioned in this hadith. The option is that he can forgive. And he can 
overlook. There's one hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. إِذَا جَمَعَ اللَّهُ الْخَلَائِقِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ When the whole of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be gathered on the Day of Judgment, then the announcement will be made, أَيْنَ أَهْلُ الْفَضْلِ where are the people of virtue? Aina Ahlul Fadl. Where are the people of virtue? So a group will stand up. And what is Ajib? Like I said, this is not something easy. This is something difficult. So that is why it's mentioned in the hadith, Wahum Yasirun. This group that will stand up will be very few in number. And it will be said to them that enter into Jannah without any reckoning. So this group, Fayantalikuna Siran ilal Jannah. Obviously a day of fear, a day of reckoning, a day Yomatubil as Sarair, a day when the secrets will be open. Nada'ul Mawazin al Qist, the day when the scales of justice will be set up. Wa Nushirat, the day when the books will be open. Now this group is told, don't worry about any reckoning, just enter into Jannah. Fayantalikuna Siran, they start rushing. They start rushing. What an opportunity. The Malaika will stop them. Ilain, where you people are going? So they said, we are going to Jannah. Qabl al-Hisab, the angels will say, before reckoning? How is this possible that even before reckoning you are going to Jannah? So then they will say to the angels, by way of explanation, Nahnu ahlul fadl. We are the people of special virtue. We are the people of special virtue. So the angels will say to them, Wama fadlukum. What is this great virtue that has entitled you to entry into Jannah without any reckoning? What has elevated you like this in front of the rest of the creation? And like I said, there will be very few in number. So what will be the answer? Nahnu ahlul fadl, we are the people of virtue. Wama fadlukum, what is your virtue? Kunna idha dhulimna sabarna wa idha usiya ilayna hamalna. We are that group. When people oppressed us, we made sabr. We took the short end of the stick. And when wrong was done to us, we were forbearant and we were tolerant. We did not demand our right. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, when she is asked to describe the akhlaq and character of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what is the first thing she says? Describing the akhlaq and character of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, she said, مَنْ تَقَمَ Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam لِنَفْسِهِ She said, in his entire life, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam never demanded revenge for any wrong that was done to him personally. In other words, let it go. Forgive. Let the baggage go for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sake. Shaitan will tell you, what will shaitan tell you? Somebody did wrong to you and you're forgiving him, you're overlooking him, let it go. Shaitan will tell you that you are weak. You are weak, you are useless. What type of person you are? That man did this wrong to you, you just let him go. He swore you, you forgave him. He did some wrong to you, you just let it go. In hada dhullun wa da'af. Shaitan will mock you and tell you that. That how can you be so weak? You're a walkover. On the other hand, that personality who does not speak of his own desires. It is wahi and revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does he tell us? What does Rasulullah sallallahu tell us? That every time you forgive, it is not an indication of your weakness. 
Every time you let it go for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَمَا زَادَ اللَّهُ عَبْدًا بِعَفْوٍ إِلَّا عِزًّا Every time you forgive, Allah is going to elevate you. It is honor, it is dignity for you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is elevating you. But, but as I mentioned, my respected brethren, when they say forgive, it means forgive completely. Don't keep it in the heart. There's no point outwardly saying that I forgave the person and I let it go and you're still carrying it in your heart. Then you rather take steps to redress your wrong. Letting it go completely from the heart also, to forgive for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sake, this is great virtue, great virtue in the akhirat and in dunya also. Outwardly, shaitan will tell you, you have demeaned and lowered yourself. You have not. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will elevate you. Allah will give you dignity and honor. Allah will put your love in the hearts of people. When somebody is oppressed and, 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 and wrong, when he forgives, when he overlooks, automatically Allah raises this person and Allah turns the hearts of people towards him with love, with respect. They look up to such a person. And this is why Rasulullah Wasallam encourages us. As we mentioned this hadith, three qualities. The first quality, that of generosity. The second, that of forgiveness. Inshallah, we'll continue this morning.